sorry, I always think it's nice to stand for the word of the Lord. So I would have the privilege of reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 7 to 12. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how much to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others that you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Amen. Please be seated. And also, I'd like to pray for Ellen before she comes, if everyone's okay with that. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we lift up our friend Ellen and thank you for giving us her special gift of teaching and public speaking, Lord. Um, I ask that you um, strike from our minds everything that is of her and help us remember everything that you are saying through her, Lord God. Um, Open our hearts to your word and your teaching. And let us not forget that you, Lord, are Lord of all. In your holy name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Again, the privilege of preaching at my own church. Um, and, and I got asked if I would preach here as well. I felt like God was calling me to do that. So here I am. Um, this passage from Matthew chapter 7. Oh, I am on now. Um, Matthew chapter 7, verses. 7 to 12, was one I had heard many, many times before. In fact, it was the first Bible reading I had ever done in a drama at Stedford. If you're not sure what that is, it is a type of competition. I still remember to this day, standing on that stage, seeing intent faces peering at me as I read each verse. The moment when I lost had an internal miniature freaked out, and after what seemed like a very long pause of dead silence, managed to find the next verse and keep going. In that silence, that moment, I asked God, please help me find my spot. And he did. I asked and I received. When I chose to do this sermon, I didn't fully realise how challenging and thought-provoking it would be, how relevant it would be for me. 
I pray that God will reveal its relevance to you too. Is it going to work? I'm pressing the wrong button. I think it's on. It's on. Oh, did something. Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Ask, seek, knock. These three words have something in common. They have verbs, action words. We were taught in my acting degree that in every scene, there is always an objective. The objective is usually to get something from the other person in the scene. And to get that objective, you need to use an action. For example, I really want ice cream, but I have no money for it. My objective is to get Laura to buy me ice cream. I could implore her, please, pretty, pretty, please, with a cherry on top, will you please buy me ice cream? I could guilt her. I saw you with ice cream, and I think it was a bit rude for you not to get me ice cream. I'm actually really disappointed in you. (laughs) (laughs) Or I could compliment Laura into giving me ice cream. You are just so kind and generous, so loving. It would be amazing if you gave me ice cream. (laughs) True. (laughs) This is something that we do as humans without even realising it. Learning this, I found myself analysing my actions in everyday life, discovering my motivation and what I really wanted. God calls us to be proactive in our lives. Without action, there is no reaction, no consequence, no result. Here I am reminded of a section from the novel Alice Through the Looking Glass, where the Red Queen says, Now here you see, it takes all the running you can do to keep in the same place. If you want to get somewhere else, you must run at least twice as fast as that. In life, it is easy to do the bare minimum and just live. However, if you apply yourself, you can get far. If you ask God for help and for what you need, you will live for him, for his glory, for eternity. Ask, seek, knock. Verse 8 reads, For everyone who asks, will receive. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. If you do not try, you'll never know what could have been. Not long after coming here, I felt called to do a sermon. I was too afraid to ask, feeling unworthy, and questioning God as to how I could even do such a thing. Yet, here I stand doing what God has planned for me. If I had relied on God and put my trust in him, perhaps I would have been doing this sooner. This has taught me to continue to ask, seek, and knock on his door. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, 
with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Oops. (laughs) This is an interesting thing. This verse from Philippians chapter 4 reiterates that if we ask God by prayer and petition, he will answer you. It may not be the answer you are searching for. The answer may not come straight away. God knows what we need. See, God has our best interests at heart. He loves us so irrevocably, undeniably, consistently, that he sent his only son, a man void of sin, to take on our own, to die in our place. I know I have taken this for granted far too many times, and I know I will continue to, even though I don't mean to, as we live in a fallen world. That doesn't stop me from trying to live like Christ for Christ. And I do not have to struggle with this alone. We do not have to struggle with this alone. Jesus tells us we only need to ask, seek, knock on God's door, and he will be there for us. Hang on, though. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, it says that God already knows what we need before we ask him. Therefore, I don't need to ask God in the first place, right? Wrong. We have free will. We have the choice to seek God's help. He is not going to force us to do anything we don't want to. Similarly, if we want to do things on our own, then we are free to. God lets us learn that we are weak, yet in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, we can do all things through him who gives us strength. We need to be that we need to acknowledge that we cannot do it on our own. That is why, although he already knows what we need, we still must first ask him. How many of you have received an awesome present from your parents? Hands up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's more like it. I remember seeing a sale on overlockers, which is a type of sewing machine, in Spotlight. This beautiful singer, which is a brand, was down to $300, half of its original price. I didn't have $3 at the time. It was something I really wanted and I knew I would use it and it was such a good bargain. I thought maybe dad will buy it for me. Maybe I could convince him to get it as an early birthday present or I could pay him back eventually. It was worth a shot, right? I rang and I asked and I received. I was so grateful that my dad recognized this was something I would need and he gave it to me, not as an early birthday present and with no expectation of paying him back. Jesus says in verse 11 from Matthew chapter 7, If you, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Yeah, sorry. God is our ultimate Father. He will be there for us in any high or low. Like our own parents, 
parents who give us good gifts, God gives us great gifts. He gave us the ultimate gift, the gift of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, he does not leave us empty-handed on earth either. He gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us and fill us with his strength. To receive God's Holy Spirit is to completely surrender our lives to God. Just as we knock on God's door, he is also knocking on ours. In Revelations 3.20, it reads, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens up the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Jesus is knocking on the doors of our hearts, wishing to enter. Open the door and let him in. Let his glorious light shine in you and fill you with strength, confidence and obedience. It is also more than opening the door. It is sharing a meal, meaning sharing our lives with Jesus. Opening up about our fears, anxieties, wants and needs actually talking to Jesus and with him. Like any conversation, prayer is not a one-way street. Allow Jesus to speak with you too and actively hear what he is trying to say. Let his wisdom and knowledge guide your decision-making throughout life, for he will not lead you astray. Revelations goes on to say, To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. What a wonder to receive. Here now on earth is only a precursor to the eternity we will go on to live. Let God be the reason you live, the reason you hope, and the reason you be who you are. Returning to our main passage. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jesus says in verse 12, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. I learned that this verse is known as the golden rule and was known far earlier than when Jesus said it. It is similar to Karma's saying, what goes around comes around. Or Confucius says, don't do unto others what you don't want done to you. It is the concept of cause and effect. If you punch someone in the face, then that person is most likely going to punch you back. The way in which Christ says it changes, uh, charges us to do more than not doing what we don't want done to us. He uses the positive. Do to others what you want done to you. David Cusick, a Bible commentator, explains it as the difference between not breaking the traffic laws and in doing something positive like helping a stranded motorist. We are commanded to go out into the world giving, supporting and helping our neighbour, meaning anyone and everyone regardless of religion or culture. This connects with asking, seeking, and knocking. Prayer is not only for yourself. It is praying for others as well. On behalf of a friend, you can ask God for help for them. You could seek guidance for a neighbor or family member. 
You can even help someone come to Christ through prayer. And like Chris said at the start, there are other people praying for you. You could be praying for the morning's congregation and people there. So it's, uh, again, a two-way street with yourself and with other people around you. God calls us as members of his family to be Christ-like in all we do. In prayer and petition, we can ask, seek, knock, and God will answer us. In weakness, God gives us strength through the Holy Spirit to serve him and be proactive in our lives. Let his love overflow in us so that it may overflow into those around us. Let's end with prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much that we can come together and worship you. I pray that we will be able to go out throughout this week and the rest of our lives sharing your love, your gospel, your mighty, mighty name. Please help us and guide us and uh, help us to be more proactive in our everyday lives so that we can glorify you to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.